prepared a very long gospel this morning, even as we celebrate Palm Sunday or the Passion Sunday. But our answering gospel, the Lord would like to remind us, yes, we are to receive Jesus as our King. Yes, truly He is a King. Even before He came into our world, He is already King. He was King. And people received Him as King, even as He entered Jerusalem. And we can see this symbolism, how that the people begin to throw their garments on the road where the Lord Jesus Christ was passing by. This symbolizes us giving of our life to Jesus, our King. This speaks to us that we are also to give of our life to Him our King. We read that Gospel outside, Matthew 21. Then we read today's Gospel, the Passion, Matthew 26, 27. The story begins Jesus praying at the Garden of Gethsemane. Because his heart was already set to follow the will and the purposes of God for his life. Our second reading says that he became obedient to the death, even the death of the cross. When Jesus was entering Jerusalem, and as the people threw their garments, said, this is us also, should throw down our lives, giving it to our King who died for us and rose to grave for us. When I say we give our life, we surrender our life to Him. We hail Him as Lord, we hail Him as King, then that means we allow Him to rule our lives. We allow Him to dictate things in our lives. As we say He is King, He is Lord. When we say Lord, we follow Him. We bow our knees to Him as our King. When we bow our knees, it's not just our two knees, but the knees of our heart, we bow before the Lord and our King. And that we give our life to our King. That is the message of our entry gospel. Yes, He's willing to give His life for us. Yes, He's willing to die for us. Yes, He took our place on the cross. Because of His great love, because of His great mercy, because of that compassion, because of our own, we cannot save ourselves. No highest intellect 
could save one's life. Not even great men could save their lives. Only the humble servant, Jesus, the humble king, Jesus, the humble Lord, Jesus. He didn't ride in a chariot defeating the title of the king of our Lord, but he chose to ride in donkey. Simple. Although the donkey also could speak to us that he could use a donkey to fulfill the plans and the purposes of God, to fulfill that which was spoken of by the prophet Zechariah. You can find that in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. That also speaks to us that God could use sometimes insignificant things to fulfill His plans and His purposes. This speaks to us that nothing is too small. Nothing is too small for God not to, not to use them to fulfill His plans and His purposes. God can use even the smallest thing, insignificant thing, to accomplish His plans and His purposes. That speaks to us that we should not underestimate God. We should not underestimate the ability God and not also trivialize ourselves that God could not use us, that we are nothing. I am not that intellectual, I am not that great, I don't reach college or even finish with a degree title. God used the donkey to fulfill what he says, what he offers. So God can use even small things. And that speaks to us that we are also to see ourselves. Yes, we might be little in our eyes, but not with God. Not with God. God still has the ability and the power to use us to accomplish His plans and His purposes. And this speaks to us that we are to trust the mercy, the grace, the ability, and the love of God, which He, today, we call to mind, we remember. Holy Week is a season where we remember the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the week where we really would sow our lives, ourselves, into that which the Lord Jesus Christ. Because 
we're going to see some of the characters that we have just read in our Passion Gospel. We can see the Lord Jesus Christ at the Garden of Gethsemane praying. Yes, this is a struggle for the Lord Jesus Christ to face the death, to face separation with the Father, which he knew no separation. This is the first time that he's going to be separated with the Father, whom he loved so much. And with that intense emotion in his heart, the struggle, the pain that he is thinking about, he comes to the Father in prayer. And we see here the disciples being asleep. What are the words that Jesus says to the disciples? Pray, lest you enter into temptation. Then he says, Truly the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So the Lord Jesus Christ shows us the importance of prayer even as we are facing situation in our lives. It is only with the grace and the mercy and the power of God that God can change and turn around the situation and even give us the ability, give us the strength, give us the wisdom and the guidance to face them and even by God's grace and mercy overcome them. We can see Judas. Judas betrays the Lord for a 30 pieces of silver. But Jesus did not betray any. Still he chose to love each and every one of us. Judas sinned. How many of us here sin? Did the Lord Jesus Christ turn his back against us? We might turn our backs on the Lord Jesus Christ, but God, Jesus, will not. His love still was set upon each and every one of us. His mercy and his grace, that he set upon each and every one of us that we might continually see the greatness of His love, the greatness of His mercy, the greatness of His grace towards each and every one of us. We might turn back, but God, Jesus, will not. We sin, we run away, God will not. Jesus will not. But his hand will continually reach us, calls us back to the covenant which we had with him. We see Pilate. Pilate someone, makita natin di karaya, yakusasin hai, 
uh, double-minded, undecided when it comes to the things that he must decide. He is the authority, but he's asking the people, who do you want me to release to you? Is it Jesus, the king of the Jews, or you want me to release to you Barabbas, the extortioner, the criminal? We see ourselves sometimes like that, a double-minded. We see ourselves sometimes being in a position also, or we'd say, na identify kita also with the high priest or pilot brother. James says, those who are double-minded do not receive anything from the Lord. Jesus, you understand. Yes, we are flesh. But he wanted us also to see him being firm what he believed. Pilate asked him to say something about the accusation. They say, they say nothing about what people trying to accuse him. He was firm. And he says something that he will fulfill. The prophet Isaiah says, the word that I sent upon you the word that I decree, the prophet Isaiah says, I am watching them to accomplish, to prosper upon that which I sent. When God says that, when you pray, when you seek, when you ask, you will receive, you will find. God is certain about that because he's true to what he says, he's firm to that. It's not going to change his mind. One of the songs that we read is that he says he's not going to alter the words that he has spoken. So this is Jesus. This is our God. We might be sometimes be flaky, double-minded, undecided. God, Jesus. Is not. He's not that kind of person. He's not that kind of God who is double-minded. He is not motivated by feeling. Kita yes. Sometimes we're being motivated by feeling. Pagdiko type of praise, sorry. Pagwa ako sa mood, sorry. God is not someone who is moody. Kita pagmagayin atong bugtaw, may atong hagang bago nun. Magbiro ka lang sa rasing, huwag lang sa bagong gising. Pero sometimes, pagmagayin atong bugtaw, may ikuon. But God is not someone like that. It's not being motivated by food, by feeling. But he was moved by his compassion, his mercy, and his grace. 
That is our God. That is our God. We can see Jesus, said, said, set his eyes, his thoughts, his heart to fulfill the will of the Father. Though he prayed the prayer that it is possible that this cap pass away from me. That is not a prayer of being a double-minded. But the Lord Jesus Christ really is asking the Father if there is any other way to accomplish these things. But Jesus says, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. That also may speak to us. When we come to God and surrender our lives to our King, we receive Him as King outside earlier, and we proclaim Him as King as our Lord. When we say that He is our King, He is our Lord, what we are truly saying is that, not my will, but yours be done. What we are truly proclaiming is that, not my will, yours be done. Now in this season of Holy Week, we see this character in this gospel. The nature of a man in contrast to the nature of our God, the nature of our King. Let us not be identified with the attitude of Judas, some of the uh, disciples, with, uh, Pontius Pilate, even the scribes, the Pharisees. But let us be identified with the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. In time of weakness, he prayed. In times of need, he prayed. He was firm with that which he being decided to face the death on the cross. Is someone who's not going to turn his back on us. One promise he says to us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will not abandon you. And God is certain for that. He's going to accomplish that. He's going to fulfill that. What ananagin hamparun ka sa muti mo? Ay kumagay na pumtawa. Ay sorry, I changed my mind. No. He's going to fulfill what he says. He's not going to change his mind, but what he says. When Jesus, when God says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He didn't just say that word, 
but he gave Savior to us, Jesus, who's willing to face the sacrifices, who's willing to face all this pain. This should be ours. We should be the one who's going to bear this cross. We should be the one who's going to die for our sins. But when we die for our sins, we're not going to be saved. But Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, sent in order to die on the cross in our place. Because we cannot save ourselves. Only Jesus, only the love of God, only the mercy and the grace of God. So this would help us to put our faith, to put our trust, the goodness, the mercy, grace and love of God for us. When we do so, we say, yes, you are my King, you are my Lord. We say, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. Even as we throw our garments in the road. This is just a symbol of giving our lives to Him as our King and our Lord. And in doing so, doing so, sing a song. You did not require a song from each and every one of us. But God requires from each and every one of us heart of worship. Heart of worship. He says, one gospel to the Pharisees, you worship me with your lips, but your heart is far away from me. The outer garment is nothing without the heart. Also, being given to the king. Simple lang the outer garment. You see in our gospel, who are these proud? Who says, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. These are the same crowd that now came to Pilate and say, Crucify him, crucify him. They threw their garments, just an outer, outward action. But where does the heart? It's the heart that matters. So when we throw our garments to where the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ would pass by, when we throw our garments in as our Lord and our King, let our heart also follow. That we may truly say, not my will, but yours be done. We may truly declare, not just by the outer actions, the heart of worship, saying, not my will, but yours be done. Prophet Joel says, rend your heart and not your garments. 
it is the heart. We might tore our garments, symbolism of being sorry for our mistakes, for our sins, but not the heart, still nothing. So what the Lord God is saying to us is that all this outward action is nothing. It is not being backed up by the true heart that follows He and the Lord. Let us all stand again. Let us offer to